Um, yeah, it'd be super cool if you could finish eating that pretzel like immediately, yeah, so we could actually shack. actually do this. You know what? Don't rush me. You can't rush rush perfection, uh, and uh -huh. I am perfection. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Were You Even Listening, Episode Seven. Oh no. Were you even listening to the semester, which is... So sad. I know you're going to miss us. For, like, what? For, for like, a month. For, like, yeah, like, three weeks-ish. Yeah. Um, so, I know, dry your tears <laughs> and open up your ears so you can enjoy the next, probably, 30 to 45 minutes of content that we have to you. We have some great stuff coming up. We're oh, doing we do. our awards. We're finally getting around <laughs> to the Were You Even Listening Awards 2017. Very illustrious. We have definitely some great picks. Coveted awards, up. honestly. Yes, very. And everybody who wins receives a prize. That's a yeah. lie. No, that, they're, they're, I mean, that's not actually happening. No, I wish I <laughs> could provide even a, a single prize that I'm sure any one of the people here would actually need or want. Here but. you go, Lana. The prize from where you even listening. <laughs> oh. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> it just reminds me of like, that vine where that kid goes, like he goes up to Lana right? and he's like, hey, remember when you signed my arm? And she's like, yes, I remember. And he shows her his arm and he's like, I got it tattooed. Why did like, you do that? And she's like, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the vine of the kid getting an avocado for Christmas. It's an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. We just we send out Haas avocados to people who win. You know what? From where you even listening. My brother actually did give me an avocado for Christmas. That was my gift. Wow. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> They're like a dollar each. Like... Uh, it depends on where you get them. Oh, okay. You could get bundles, though. Like, you get, like, a five avocado pack, and it's only, like, $3. You gotta be a smart shopper in this economy. I'm a bargain shopper, okay? <laughs> I know all the deals. Um, so, so let's get into our news. What's happening in the world of music? All right. Well, what's happening is, obviously, it's that time of year where everybody's making the list of best albums of 2017 yeah, of and whatnot. And um, Rolling Stone has an interesting one, and um, I have a lot of disagreements with it. Um, like, really? a lot of disagreements. First of all, it starts off, we're going to start off with number 50, which they chose Foo Fighters' mm. latest album. Okay. I believe. Just kidding. 49 was Foo Fighters, Concrete and Gold. Boy, that's close. And <laughs> I just, I feel like it's just one of the things, because like, okay, we can all admit now, we, we know that Foo Fighters' latest album wasn't good. Like, let's just get I that mean, out there. It wasn't 
great. It wasn't it wasn't that great. Right. But I feel like it's just one of the things that they had to throw on the list because it's Foo Fighters. Right. And, and I feel it's like, Rolling Stone. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's not necessarily because it is the top top albums, 50 albums, but I think just because of the fact that it's the Foo Fighters, I feel like that's why they put it on the list. Yeah. And I feel like that could be said for some of the other people they have on the list, too. I don't know. I don't understand their algorithm. I'm scrolling through it very, very quickly at the moment. And I, I also, I want to know why Reputation is higher on the list than Lost for Life. Reputation is number seven. And I'm pretty sure Lost for Life is like number 21 or something like that. Um, and that's wrong, in my opinion. I think there's just some very interesting choices when you get closer to the top of the list. Like... The 50 to 30, I'm not really going to dispute, I don't think. Like, there's not really a point disputing those, because, you know, a lot of music comes out, and if that's what they thought, then that's what they thought. But when you get to the top 10, that's when you're like, who? Like, who? First of all, you two. Who specifically... Number three. Who specifically fought for the Songs of Experience? Like, this, this album came out on Friday. Right? You have not had enough time to process U2 songs of experience to make it number three on your 50 best albums of 2017 list. I'm sorry. I just like, I was just like so confused. It's not, it's also not great, but you know. Uh, yeah, but also the fact that it literally just came out. Like, it's just, it's, it's confusing. I remember, actually, no, because I checked like last week um, when they were compiling their list and it was still number three, but they didn't have a description for it yet. So it's like oh they, my de- God. they, so they decided. decided. It's like those people who write reviews on iTunes before the album comes yeah. out. I don't trust those people. Well, yeah. I don't trust You're you, Rolling Stone. Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, Lord's Melodrama and Kendrick Lamar's Damn are number two and number one, respectively. So I can support Lord being in top five. Yeah. I, I definitely, in my opinion, I think Melodrama is definitely top five material. So. Oh, yeah, especially for this year. So I definitely support that. And I definitely see why... Kendrick, I'm not sure Kendrick's album is number one, but like, I could see why they put it, you know, high on the list. list, But like, I I don't know if I would say that Damn is number one. I mean, I'm pretty confident that it's one of the highest rated albums of the year, next to Melodrama. Um, And strangely enough, um, Childish Gambino's album is nowhere on the list. Well, because it didn't come out this year technically. It came out in like October, right? Because the Grammy qualifications is like late October to. Why can't they October. be normal? I don't. Know. <laughs> no. I honestly thought it came out in like December or something no. of, of this year or something like that or last year, which no. I don't know if December wouldn't even count as 2017, anyways. Right. But S- Kesha's Rainbow's number four. Why? Um. I mean, at least LCD Sound System American Dream is top five. Is top five. Top five. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's important. I think it's it's a really good album. It's definitely one of my picks for my favorite things this year that have come out in terms of music. Um, but, I mean, that's coming from a fan of LCD Sound System, so right. I don't know if everyone would feel the same way. In fact, I'm pretty confident people wouldn't feel the same way. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird album, but I'm glad it's on the list at least. Yeah. You know what didn't make it on the list? King Cruel. King Cruel. It's yeah. Like you read my mind. Yeah. Well, because it's on the independence. Yes. Top thirty makes yeah. sense because the independent is based in the United Kingdom, and King Cruel is British. So. So yeah. So what else do we got for news? Oh well, I'm glad that you asked. 
Um, because we also have Radiohead South America tour. Woo! Yeah. Um, there's a scandal. There's some controversy. It's not a scandal, really. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just me trying to be dramatic about yeah. the fact that it conflicts with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. So, Which they won't be present for because they have, what, six dates in South America? I think there's Chile, Argentina, Peru, Brazil, and Colombia. So that's fun. I mean, hey, if you're in South America and you like Radiohead. This is your moment. This is it's your, your time, time to shine. shine. Um, if you also have a passport and you just want to go and explore that side of America that you may not have been to yet, then even better. Like, take this as your opportunity to visit South America. South America. Yeah. Go see Radiohead as well as the Amazon rainforest. (laughs) And the Peruvian puff pepper. That is... Amazing callback, but... (laughs) All right, so Grammy nominations. Let's get into that. Oh, yeah. I did mention earlier that Childish Gambino's Redbone is nominated for Record of the Year. But it it didn't come out this year, so that's fine. (laughs) Like, whatever. That makes sense. No, it it really does. Um, It really makes a lot of sense. But yeah, for Record of the Year, Desposito, The Story of O.J., Humble, Redbone. Mm -hmm. Uh, 24K, Magic, Bruno Mars. So... I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, okay. I think it's going to be damn or melodrama. Um, I don't think it's going to be Jay-Z's oh, no. 444. And I don't think it's going to be Awaken My Love because at the end of the day, the only song that kind of still persists in pop culture is Redbone. Um even though, I mean, the, the album does have a lot of other good songs, and there was a, the vinyl releases this year that mm-hmm. sold, from what I understand, very well. Um, but I didn't hear much positive stuff about 444, and 24 Karat Magic is just, like, like there. It's there. Yeah. yeah I agree. It's not it's really fine. that great. I mean, it's fine, like, for, like... Summer. Like, yeah, no, it's, it it's a very, like, like, very poppy, very high energy. Yeah. And then I was um, kind of over it. Like, right. so, like, right. Yeah, so, I mean, I if it's down to damn or melodrama, I would give it to melodrama. But at the same time... Now Ken- you're talking about for album of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I think Kendrick has been snubbed enough at the Grammys <laughs> that they should give it to him. Like, I think he deserves at least one album of the year. Like... Absolutely, at this point. And I, I just, think this would be a good year to do it. I, I've, I yeah. mean, while a lot of good music came out as the problem, this was a great well, year for music. The but. other problem, I think, is that I wouldn't pick Damn as his album of the year. I would have picked To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Damn is not his best work. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, he needs something. Right. So, I would say, in terms of album of the year, I would definitely say Damn or Melodrama. Right. 444, 444, whatever, isn't even on my radar. Like, wow. sorry. Wow. JC's wow. prime is over. <laughs> sorry, you say that Jay-Z with confidence. <laughs> sorry, JC fans, if I offended you. Um, best new artist, uh, we have Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, SZA. We, yeah, we do. Uh, Khaled. 
if I'm saying any of these wrong, sorry. You know, I'm bad at pronouncing names if you've ever listened to this podcast. Um, I mean, I would say SZA. But she's not new. But, like, I guess in terms it's, of their... It's her first um, full-length Yeah, album. so... Same with um, Khaled and Alessia Cara. So, um, I would also say SZA. Because... I don't really listen to anyone else in that category. <laughs> so Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I know the one song by Lil Uzi Vert, but it's not even by Lil Uzi Vert, it's by Migos and yeah. he's just in it. Right. So Right. Bad and Bougie. Which I think is also nominated for something, it but is. I don't know what category. Um <laughs> It is nominated for something. But the article you linked does not list them all out, so I'm not even gonna attempt to skim through it right now. Sorry, I have well I have the first three categories yeah. listed here, yeah. but then I just got lazy and I was like, oh we don't care about the rest of them. <laughs> like these are the important ones. These are the only ones he needs to know. Yeah, but one thing I just don't understand is why um War on Drugs was nominated for Best Rock album. Can you like explain to me how that makes sense? Because it it didn't make sense to me. Folk like rock. Sure. I think Sure. Technically. But then I feel like it would make more sense for best alt, like best oh, alt. Oh no, absolutely. Like why is why is a deeper understanding in just the rock category when it would totally fit better in alt with like Sleep Well Beast and like and everything. Why did Lord win best rock album for right? Your heroine. I like forgot this. about <laughs> that. And I, she, I remember in her speech, she said something about it. She was, I can't, yeah, I wish then, I could remember what she, she said. Some like, sassy remark. And yeah. I was like, yes, Lord. She's like rock on, I guess. And then like shrugged <laughs> and, and left. So. Oh God, I love her. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. That's the Grammys. You know. They will be happening. They, they'll be happening. It's a thing. Yep. Um, and then also, things that are happening will be Eminem's new album, Revival. Whether you were ready for it or not, it's happening December or 15th. whether you want it or not. December 15th, ready or not, here it comes. Get excited. Woo! If, if Walk on Water is any indication of the quality that we're about to receive, then I'm ultimately not very excited about it. <laughs> but, I don't know, I think that's probably the hottest of hot takes at the moment. Is people not liking Eminem's new quote-unquote flow? Yeah, because it's yeah. not a rap anymore; it's a cipher. <laughs> it's like well, cipher. Okay. All right, buddy. Oh boy. So that's that. That's Eminem. That's happening. <laughs> you know what else is happening though? Rock sometime Captain in the near future. Saturation three. Woo! Eventually. Maybe. Eventually, and sometime in in December. Yeah, I mean they've been working on it, and uh, allegedly it's the last one. I've heard. I've yeah, heard I saw tell. that too. I saw that on yeah. Twitter where they said, "Well, but the guy like they were." All, I, I'm assuming they were all in a group message. Yeah, they all live together. Of course, they're in a yeah. group message. Yeah, and then but one of them said like, "Oh, are we done after this? Can we still <laughs> live, live together?" together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, who knows? Um, either way, I'm excited. I um, mean, the album artwork is. Is, is all right. I, I don't like the font. <laughs> no, I love the font. That's my favorite. Uh, it's so That's cool. my favorite thing. But yeah, so December is happening. Mm-hmm. We don't know when. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll just like randomly spring it on us and just with yeah. no warning whatsoever. Like, here it is. We'll have to all come back to do our specialty shows whenever that happens because I'm sure Gabe will be on that. Oh, yeah, for after, sure. After he discovered Brockhampton. I mean, I'm really excited. Quote, cause... unquote, discovered Brockhampton this <laughs> summer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We all already been new. <laughs> I discovered Brockhampton. <laughs> a midsummer's night. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited because I, I think Saturation 2 is really great. So Yeah, oh, absolutely. I was listening to it the other day, like so. in full, while playing Destiny. And uh, what else is happening, you may ask? Well, Beyonce is on Ed Sheeran's remix of Perfect, and I don't like it. But... I just want to know, Beyonce, if you're listening to this podcast... She's not. I know you're not. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not even going to pretend like you are. But why are you doing this? Like, I don't understand why... I don't understand why she's, like, making singles that aren't good, like, with people all of a sudden. Well, Like, with Eminem. Um, Money. And now with Money. Money, I guess, you know. Money. But she's so rich already. Right. Come on, girl. More well, money she's and... She's, like, one of the richest women in, like, the entertainment industry, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, you know. I just, like, I never asked for this. Well, you, all of your songs can't be blow. Like, you know, there's gonna yeah. be some rough ones. And the rough ones are the ones where she's featured, so I guess that's mm-hmm. a good sign. Yeah. Like, her own work it's is It's more fine. a sign of Ed Sheeran's ability to ruin everything about <laughs> everything all the time. Yeah. Like, I see his troll face, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want what you're selling, sir. Thank you. And then yes. I turn around and walk away. So save yourself whatever it is, three or four minutes. I don't even know how long the song is. And uh, just don't bother listening to it. It's not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what is great? Sort of. Not really. I mean, it's okay. Demi Lovato's new music video. Oh, yeah. I um, I really liked it. Like, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion there. It could be a whole full-length miniseries on HBO. <laughs> like... I was thinking more like Hallmark Channel. Oh, yeah. Or well, Lifetime. Mm, lifetime. But, but, lifetime, yeah, Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Netflix like six-part series or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it was ba- it's basically it's nearly seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. and It's almost a short film. Yeah, it starts off like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Like, they're having a fight, but they love each other. Uh-huh. And it, that kind of goes on for a few minutes. Yep. And then we get into the music video, and then it ends. It's just very raw and revealing and yeah. powerful and left me shooketh to my core. And apparently the guy that's in it is a guy from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. I don't watch that show, so. Well. But apparently. I was how? told that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a very important that. show. I'm surprised that you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy. No. Hmm. 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 I don't have cable. Oh, see, that's that's the thing. That's it then. <laughs> that's probably why. All right. Are you excited it's for the what's moment about to come You've all been waiting for. I've been waiting for. The Were You Even Listening Awards 2017 presented to you by Were You Even Listening presented to you by Edinburgh Now's Podcast Network presented to you by us. Stay tuned. Just speak up. That's it. That's literally all I ask of you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is not. 
This is unedited, unrated. <laughs> no, it's well, it's, it's slightly edited. Yeah, um, Natalie mispronounces enough that I do regularly have to edit things. And then at this point, I have an algorithm that kind of replicates her voice, so I can make it say the right thing. It's great. Hey. Yeah. All right. Great. Well. Welcome to the 2017 <laughs> Where You've Been Listening Awards. Woo! We have a special guest here to discuss the best records and the worst records of the year. And more stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot of categories. There's a lot of stuff happening. And we considered everything. Yes. More so than the Grammys, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our categories are better. And we're more fun. So, introduce yourself, please. Um, also, the Grammys don't have great guests like me. So, hello. I'm Dakota. I will be here on where you even listening. So thank you so much for having me, Britton and Natalie. No, no, thank you. Oh no. For truly. joining us. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so we're gonna stop. I think we're gonna we're gonna not do best records first because I feel like we can't do that. We, we have, have to, to lead up. up. We have yes. to build up to best records. So do you want to go bottom up? Sure. That's a good idea. Okay. We'll save playlists for after. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to start with Worst Music Video. Okay. Okay, so 2017 was a year of a lot of good music, um, also a lot of bad music, and as it turns out, a lot of bad visual representations of bad music. So, I hope you're ready for these. Um, if someone would like to read out our nominees for Worst Music Video of the Year. Okay. You're going to hit me with one I can't pronounce right off the get-go. That's fine. Gorillas. Strobelite. 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 You, oh, girl. <laughs> Strobelite. Strobelite. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Okay. <laughs> Gorillas. Strobelite. <laughs> you said that as a joke, right? Yes, I did say oh. that as a joke. <laughs> All right. No, we got Gorillas, Strobelite, Katy Perry, Swish, Swish, Bish, Taylor Swift, Look What You Made Me Do, and Taylor Swift, Ready for it. A double nomination. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so let's let's weigh in. Because um, I already have my heart set on what I think is worse. But we've lis- we've Me watched too. these. Dakota, are you familiar with any of these videos? I am familiar with everyone except for the gorillas. Okay. Um, but I have some very strong opinions about the other three. Okay, good. good yeah, I think Dakota may disagree with us on a few of these things. Well, that's that's good. We, we are here for a discourse. <laughs> that's, that's what's important. All right, um, so... I feel like we should talk about pros and cons of each of them. Yeah, yeah. So Katy Perry, Swiss, Swish, 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 has Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Number one, pro. One Big pro. Like, yeah. that is a large pro. Like, you need to do a lot bad to offset the fact that Queen Nicki Minaj. She also has the backpack kid, the, yes. the weird dance kid. Yes. Um, which is fun. You know, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, again, a third option here for pro. Nicki Minaj is there with blue fire behind her. <laughs> so also amazing. Yes, perfect. She's so good. I love. Oh my god. Um, That's the only part of the song and video I like. Cons. Literally everything else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything about mm-hmm. it. Everything else. Except for it, Queen Nikki. It makes you. It like isn't funny. It makes you laugh in an uncomfortable it secondhand feels, embarrassment. For it Katie feels. It feels like that episode of um, Family Guy where they meet all of the old like memes from um, YouTube past, like Star Wars Kid and Chocolate Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Sneezing Panda. Yes. It felt like that. But Katie. Yeah, it just felt like one big meme. Like I know she was trying to like come at Taylor Swift and like be super. She edgy, tried. But it did. It like I was just embarrassed the entire time <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, and then I kind of felt uncomfortable equal amounts for Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do and Taylor Swift's Ready for It. See, okay, the thing about Look What You Made Me Do. 
It was, I will say, creative the mm-hmm. way at the end she did have all her past. Yeah, no, there was like a, there was a concept, and that's honestly yeah. the pro here is that there was a concept, yes. and she made it work. And she really embraced the whole snake thing. Yeah, which, I, you know, I think it's good that she's trying to make fun of herself, and she's trying yeah. to like kind of offset the media and be like, "Hey, this is what you guys are saying about me. Mm-hmm. I don't care." See, but if she's trying mm-hmm. to make fun of herself, then why is she being so serious about it? That's true. Like, Ooh. like it just yeah. it it feels like she's, I don't care. <laughs> she's trying. She's trying very, very hard to make it seem like she doesn't care what people think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like she cries herself to sleep definitely every night. Yeah, oh well, yeah. Well, I mean that's. That's that's who, that's, who doesn't? that's yeah. the vibe I got from it. Trying too hard is definitely the vibe I got mm-hmm. from it. So, but it was very well produced and sure. So the part I mean, where she's in the bathtub is really that. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that part a lot. Yeah, I did, I also I don't know. There's just something off about it. Where I guess it's what Natalie said. She's just trying too hard, and it just yeah. it doesn't come off quite as embarrassing as Taylor oh, or yeah. as Katy Perry made me feel. Mm-hmm. But I was also just kind of like, oh no, oh, Taylor, no, what is Taylor, you doing? What is she doing? Yeah. There are a lot of like little subliminal messages, if I'm using that word in the right context. Yeah. Um, there's like little hidden messages, like obviously with her past selves, right. like herself from the I think VMAs. They're more, they're more homages than they are subliminal yeah. messages, yeah. but and I like what you're the part where she's dancing with all the men behind her, and I heart. TS mm-hmm. t-shirts whatever that's from when like one of her past boyfriends was like made fun of for wearing an I, I, I heart TS t-shirt I don't know which boyfriend may, could have it been it was either Jake Gyllenhaal or Tom Hiddleston I don't know I think it was Tom so Hiddleston it doesn't seem like something Gyllenhaal yeah. would do but um, but yeah so there was definitely those little quirks that you could pick up right, on if right. you know her and if know? I'm being honest with everyone I don't remember ready for it and I know I watched it at least it's three based times. off it's so weird. You go. Okay, so it's like the weird one where she's wearing the bodysuit, but she looks naked, and she like turn her. There's two versions of Taylor, and one of them turns into like some weird Transformer Blade Runner looking kind of deal. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, I remember that one now. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote and say that that's the one that I'm voting for worst one. Okay. It was just really awful, and she's trying. There's a part. I actually just rewatched it a few minutes ago, but there's a part where she has a hood on and she's looking straight at the camera and then this like red light flashes on her and she's trying so hard to be like bad and she's trying so hard to look like a darth vader like a sexy darth vader and it's not working first of all darth vader already is sexy darth vader (laughs) damn you're right yeah but i i don't know i just i can't all right so you pick ready for it as your worst Mm -hmm. i'm getting a phone call it's me excuse me Excuse me, everyone. All right. I'm no longer getting a phone call, so here we are. Great. Perfect. Okay. So we were just talking about Taylor Swift's ready for it. I think you were talking about Taylor Swift's ready for it. Well, I just said it was the worst one. Right. But then I, um, while we were on a short little break, I watched... (laughs) part of strobolite Stro- <laughs> yeah <laughs> and while i wouldn't say it's the worst mm. now given i didn't watch the full thing but um it's very it has a very 90s like out of the box vibe to me like they're trying to be something weird right yeah so all of the music videos <clears throat> for humans is have been weird and this one it's it's supposed to be using the same style as um, the music videos that they made for Plastic Beach, which was like the 3D versions of the band mm-hmm. instead of the 2D ones. Um, and then in this one, 
it has them, but then it also just has completely normal, like, everything else in it. So they're just here, like, just 3D kind of poorly animated models because they tried doing, like, motion capture for it, but they didn't do the motion capture very well. And, like, it sucks because Strobe Light's one of the top, like, three... The, the one of the three good songs on humans basically mm-hmm. so it just sucks that it has that video to it um because whatever you saw it's just that the entire time yeah it's just four I was, minutes I was of them just, just fast forwarding 2d dancing different things yeah it definitely looked weird yeah <laughs> not something that i would enjoy <laughs> right right yeah exactly all right so dakota you picked ready for it i did worst album i pick for my worst album i'm gonna go you ahead mean and music, music video, video? music video you know what it's been a day Uh i pick for worst music video i'm going to agree with you and say ready for it taylor swift all right well i mean whatever i pick has already been outvoted so it looks like we're going for taylor swift's ready for it i was gonna pick strobe light (laughs) because i was personally attacked offended you know everything by it but swish swish was also painful to watch so i think my vote was split between those two yeah mine was definitely between swish Swish, swish. It's so hard to say. Swish, swish. Swish, swish. swish. Um, yeah, so Taylor Swift's ready for it. Congratulations. You have won Worst Music Video at the Were You Even Listening Awards. Nice job, t Congratulations, Taylor. Proud of you. Um, let's move on to Best Music Video, including the SZA's Drew Barrymore from the album Control, released in 2017. For your consideration, Kendrick Lamar's Humble from the album Damn, released in 2017. Lord Greenlight from the album Melodrama released in 2017. For your consideration, King Cruel's Check One from The Ooze released October 2017. And Fetish by Selena Gomez. <laughs> they were all released in 2017. Right, yeah. I'm glad you specified, mm-hmm. though, in case anybody was confused. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so we'll start off with SZA, Drew Barrymore. Best. Great music video. Best one. I... It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Prince has already decided. He's already made his choice. Yeah. Um, no, I really loved it. I watched it for the first time, actually, the other day. And I can't believe it took me that long to watch it. Yeah, um, one, Drew Barrymore's in it, which yes, is amazing. Yes, so casually. Yeah, just casually she just, like, appears, by, like... Appears and smiles and just, like, keeps going. And it's like, you know what? If I had that experience, I would die. Yeah. Like... Like, this is just sitting there still singing. I would be like, that's Drew Barrymore! <laughs> I loved you in E.T. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and, like, the song's really good, too. It's one of my favorites from Control. Oh, so yes, it's yes, just, it has, song. it's a really good visual representation of that song, I think. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, Humble. Also a great music video. Yeah. I like the music video better than I like the song, Me too. honestly, so too. itself. Me too. Yeah. Like, the song itself is kind of overrated at this point, overplayed, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. There's something about the music video that every time I watch it, like with all the heads not yeah. even like, I just get very into it. So yeah. I don't know. It hypes me up. It's a good hype up music mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really well shot. Yeah. And like the lighting in it and almost mm-hmm. all the scenes is really nice. And I know I might be one of the few people that notice it, but like, it's really yeah. nice. I love it. Cinematography wise, amazing. Yeah. Good video. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. Lord, green light. Uh, also ten out of ten. My other recommend. favorite music video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved Green Light. Like I, I think that's another one. I think I liked the music video more than I like the song. See, I really um, like the song. I like the song too. I, I also just really like the music video. I just think it's like so good. Like I, the first time I saw it, I watched it like again twice because mm-hmm. I liked it that much. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen a lot. So this is kind of another one of those hype up songs for me. I'm just like, 
<laughs> oh, I like shout it when it comes on in the car. Yeah. Like, and then I watch the music video and I'm like, mm-hmm. I just feel like whenever I hear it in the car, I'm like Britney Spears in the movie Crossroads. Yeah. Just like screaming just with my convertible screeching. and my 2003 hair. Oh, absolutely, like, <laughs> absolutely. It. It's really good, and it's like it's just like a. It really, I think, represents kind of what people our age like now are kind of aesthetically going for yeah like there's like a lot of like kind of hazy like green and neon and nothing like no none of her outfits in it are too like over the top they're all like really simple it's just like this is just like a regular girl who is partying um and it's really cool i'm not a cool mom i'm a regular mom Um, King Krill's Check One is a really artistic and fun music video, I it's, think. It's definitely very artsy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to gravitate towards yeah. kind if of If I could describe it in one videos. word, artsy. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the song as well, so I mean, yeah. that kind of maybe coloring my perspective on it a little bit. Um, I just think it's, it's really, really just like kind of entrancing, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's the colors, like it's very... The muted. mood of it, yeah. yeah, it's very like kind of like dark, and there's a lot of blues and mm-hmm. like I, I definitely liked the color scheme and the tone yeah. he was going for yeah. in that. But and then there's fetish Selena Gomez. Um, you, you know the song is like meh, but I kind of like the the music video. I just kind of like well, I like the colors, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I like the colors. I'm a big fan of good colors in music videos. Okay. <laughs> Especially when you're comparing it to to Bad Liar, because I just didn't get that. I mean, I got it. I understood what she was going for in Bad Liar, right. but like it wasn't that great. I don't so. like Selena Gomez music videos in general because she tries also really hard to be sexy, and it comes off as really uncomfortable for me because I still picture her as um, Alex from Wizards of Waverly Place. So I'm just like, yeah. mm, you're like 14, and it. I just, I can't do it. The thing about Fetish, though, is she purposely was trying to make you uncomfortable while watching it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, so, like, that's what I appreciated about it. You know, she, I don't think she was, I think in other music videos, right, she, she does try to be, like, sexy. Yeah. But, like, I think in this one, she was purposely trying to make you uncomfortable because she was supposed to be kind of insane. Yeah. In right. it. So, yeah, there's that. So, we could all go through. Um, I, I, I am already decided on Drew Barrymore. Right. You said that. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Kendrick Humble. I was also going to say Kendrick Humble. Okay, well, congratulations, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Sorry, for Britain. best music video with Humble. Britain got it outdone twice. It's okay. He's going to get it a third time. Probably four or five other times. It's fine. Um, so for worst single, Natalie, if you'd like to introduce our candidate. All right, our candidate, number one, Eminem, Walk on Water, also featuring Beyonce, 2017. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Look What You Made Me Do, Fall Out Boy, Young and Menace, and Gorillas, Garage Palace. We have some dudes. I'm we got really some ready to talk really about horrible somebody. music, so let's get into it. We'll start off with Eminem. Okay, um, I had a viscerally bad reaction to this song. Like, it started, and I'm like, no, and then I turned it off, and I had to wait a whole 24 hours before I could try listening to it again, because I just was not having it. I mean... 
we talked about it before on I think our last podcast when the single came out. Yeah. And I just like didn't understand the whole the whole song is about him being humble and like, you know, I walk on water, blah 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 blah. And then at the very end, in the last like five seconds, he like literally just goes like, Oh yeah, screw that, like I'm the best and then name like talks about a good song he wrote like ten years ago. Like, okay, yeah. like that's fine. That's fine. Like it was just really I thought it dumb. But <laughs> in a word, in a word, dumb. dumb. The only redeeming quality it has is Beyonce. If Beyonce can't even save your song, then what hope is there? But yeah, there? even that, yeah, like, yeah, it, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. There's no hope for you. No. Yeah, and it doesn't. The issue is that I don't think it bodes well for his new album. Which I, if the if the songs are like this, I won't be. A fan. I mean, I already don't like Eminem. I want to make that perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. But I, I know people who do, obviously, and like. I don't think if this is what his new album is going to be that many people are going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I think it's I don't know. Old school Eminem was like fun and yeah, you could laugh along with it and be like, oh my god, that's so clever. But now it's just like, okay, yeah. I can't beat my wife. I, I think I think there's <laughs> I think there's just like a moment where you're, when you're past your prime mm-hmm. and like I think Eminem's past his prime and like he says in Till I Collapse, you should probably admit that his time is over. Mm-hmm. Wow, bringing out so, that, that Eminem so, history. Yeah, here. <laughs> she did not pull out an almanac for that. That just yeah. was that was just in my it. brain. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift's "Look What You Made Me Do," another song that I really didn't like, and then I listened to it again, and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hate this song. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. However, it is terribly catchy, <laughs> terribly catchy, and gets stuck in my head at least twice a week. Just twice. Just twice. Probably more than like three times. Hold on. But yeah, it kind of sucks. It sucks a lot. Like a lot. Yeah, so we've established that. Mm-hmm. You know what else sucks? Fall Out Boy. Okay. Um, the, partic- the song in particular, not the whole band. Stressed me out. Oh, no, no. You're telling me, like, we came down after class because we were like, oh boy, new Fall Out Boy song. I wonder how bad it's going to be, was my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have not really been a fan of any of their music post Folly Ado. But mm-hmm. anyway, well, Ratatat's fine. But um, it came downstairs. Wait, what'd you say? Ratatat featuring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you said Ratitude. I was like, yeah, Ratitude's my favorite Fall Out Boy album. Um, no, so we came downstairs and. Resident Fallout Boy Stan Michaela was also with us, and we watched the video, and the entire time, like our jaws were just agape, mm-hmm. like because we we're just like, "What is this? What are they trying to do?" <laughs> and like, it's not even, it's not even that bad, necessarily. And then you get to the, yeah, <laughs> like the weird auto tune, yeah, and it's like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What did you do? Oh, no. Patrick Stump, what are what you are doing? What are you doing? And then, yeah. Yeah. I, mm, I just, I can't. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's offensive. It's. <laughs> to, to say the least. It's like, it's wrong. It On hurts. so many levels. Yeah. It's just, it's upsetting. Like, you listen to a great song like Grand Theft Autumn, mm-hmm. and then you go to this, and you're like. Is this even the same band? And, yeah. It is. All of them are still there. Mm. Can't mm. wait for that album to come out. Mm, January. Woo! Ooh. <laughs> um, Gorilla's Garbage Play Palace is the worst song that I've you ever heard. You spelled it wrong on the That's thing. Fine. I know, it's Garage, Garage Palace. Palace. I don't care. It's garbage. There we go. Oh, play um, on words. I get what yeah. you're going for. That. Like, it... 
it's one of like 45 songs that weren't released on humans because they just recorded for like years yeah, um and they were just like hey we'll release this one and it is so bad and there's a music video and everything to go with it as like they were very excited about this <laughs> damon albarn was like they're gonna love this one and it's just like it's it's awful like the chorus is bad this one. <laughs> like there's almost rapping on it but then it's not rapping and then it just like turns into this weird kind of mishmash of just like everything bad from 2000s era music it's just like i hate it i hate it so much and it doesn't get better and i i listen to the whole thing hoping praying that there will be one redeeming quality and then there isn't oh sounds like this might be your pick for worst it's not, single actually no it's, not. no it's not all right so what is your pick fall for up boy young Mine menace also fall up wow we have our first unanimous. um unanimous vote congratulations fall, fall up boy. boy hey that doesn't mean the rest terrible. of you don't suck look at you eminem and taylor swift boy Best single though. Best single. That's fun. These ones are fun. Um, for this one we have Lords, Homemade Dynamite featuring Khaled, Post Malone, and SZA, DMX, Rudolph, The Red Nosed Reindeer. Which since this did come out last week, we can't technically consider as per our own rules that we just established earlier this episode. Natalie, I'm sorry. Um, You're the one that put it on the list. I know I did. <laughs> um, drums, Christmas song, Pine Groves, Intrepid, Carly Rae Jepsen's Cut to the Feeling. The System Only Dreams in Total Darkness by The National, and Slide by Calvin Harris, Frank Ocean, and Migos. So, Lord, Homemade Dynamite. <laughs> yes. So, I didn't think Homemade Dynamite could be any better of a song, and then she released this remix. And it's and so good. Mm-hmm. And they all work it. really well together, yeah. and everyone has enough time to kind of shine, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it still feels like the same kind of tone of the original song, and it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. Um, Drums Christmas song's fun. It's just Christmas, and it came out, and (laughs) I like it. So that's why I put it on here, because it was a single. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Sweet. Pine Groves Intrepid is equally as good. Um, Pine Grove's a great band, and the single is a great single, and it's everything. If you like Pine Grove, you will like the single. If you like kind of alternative slash punk but not really punk anymore you know that whole kind of shift that happened it's kind of that um but they're fun they're they're really good and intrepid is a really good showing for the band in the year 2017 and then the canadian queen the canadian queen carly ray jackson cannot <laughs> release a bad song so that's why that's on here of course it's, it was necessary necessary mm-hmm. ad mm-hmm. and then the nationals system only dreams in total darkness i thought well first of all this was like the only single that they dropped before the actual album release that I actually guilty party, really liked. And like, Guilty Party was good, too. Yeah. Um, I listened to this, like, 12 times in a row when I came out, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. And I just kept playing it. And, and honestly, it was one of those that I thought it got better the mm-hmm. more I listened to it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of layers. You know, I, I definitely thought the more times I listened to it, I'm like, the more into it I was. Mm-hmm. So. I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. I'm not a huge national fan. But this was one of the songs that I really did like off their off their last album. So, mm. And then we have Slide, the soundtrack the s- of my summer. Song well, the of song the of summer. my summer. Like, Ugh. it's so good. It is. Um, it's so fun. Yeah. You're just like... No, it's really fun. You and can't I mean, not dance to it. Like, yeah. it comes on in the car and you're like, yes. Yeah. You, I might. You do the, the, <laughs> the clap on time as soon as the beat <laughs> drops. You just kind of... Mm-hmm wiggle like it's so good and i mean frank ocean had a bunch of releases this summer um but this one i think is the one that most people got into um people have mixed feelings on biking and lens and chanel and everything but i really enjoyed 
slide. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's the one good song from the album that ended up happening from all of Calvin's um, collaborations. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. All right. So my pick for best single, I'm going to have to go with Slide by Calvin Harris featuring Frank Ocean Amigos. Mm-hmm. Dakota? I'm really struggling between Slide and Homemade Dynamite. Those were the two I was actually torn between, but I ended up going with Slide. Slide makes me feel better. Right, right. (laughs) Like, Homemade Dynamite is kind of just depressing enough that, like, (laughs) I don't want to listen to it all the time. But Slide, I can be like, ooh. Yeah, it's on a lot of my playlists, too. Like, I'm always listening to that song. So, Um, But I also really liked System Only Dreams and Total Darkness. Really? Is that your pick? Mm, No. No, my pick is Slide. Oh, okay. So, uh, is that unanimous, then? Yep. Yep. Congratulations. To Calvin Harris, Frank Ocean, and Migos for your single slide. (laughs) That way no one's copying. Um, Okay, so most underrated release. So this would be something that people haven't been talking about, but really should should be be talking about, right? Um, Some of these are mostly just like we like them and not the the greater (laughs) populace likes them. But that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. You know? Right. You should like these albums. So we have Curtis Harding, Face Your Fear, Manchester Orchestra, A Black mm-hmm. Mile to the Surface, mm-hmm. Brockhampton Saturation 2. Which people people know Brockhampton. People, people do know yeah. that. But not enough, I don't think. <laughs> Soft Sounds from Another Planet, oh, Japanese yes. Breakfast, Slow Dive, Slow, slow dive. dive. And then honorable mention, this isn't an album, but Good Looking, the single by Suki Waterhouse, I think wasn't talked about enough. Oh, so okay. it's just an honorable single mention. Okay, well, I'm glad that we had the time to do that. That was your song of the year, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. I just really liked it because well first of all it was used in the trailer of this short film that was actually pretty good called cul-de-sac and i just ever since i heard the song in the trailer i like searched and searched for it because i'm like i need to find this song i'm in love with it yeah and i couldn't find it and then it was never like released because this this trailer came out like two years ago and then for some reason randomly last month she finally released it like wow. the single, and I'm like, okay, you could have done this two years ago, but that's fine. When I watched the movie about cul de sacs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So um, yeah. I'll start off Curtis Harding, Face or Fear. Little known fact about me I'm actually a big fan of jazz. Yeah. But I don't talk about it too much. Um, I also love jazz. Yes. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I, I do love the classics like Sinatra and Billie Holiday, but I'm also really into, like, the modern take on jazz, mm-hmm. like Lady Ray, and I think Leon Bridges kind of toes yeah. the line of yeah. jazz and R&B a little bit. Um, but Curtis Harding is also one, the same in kind of, like, a modern jazz artist, and I feel like this album is not known. Like, right. Uh, no, abs- absolutely not. And, like... I'm more of, like, as far as modern jazz go, I'm, I'm generally kind of more of a fan of, like, the, the kind of acid jazz slash lo-fi mm-hmm. thing that's currently happening. Um, but it's still, like, this is a very solid album. Yeah. Like, like very, very solid I think, album. also, it's one of those albums that, front to back, is just yeah. well done, and it's well produced, and it sounds good, mm-hmm. and I just, I love it. And I, and it's, the thing is, it's like, nobody, I feel like people don't know it. Right. And it's crazy because you should. That's how I am with with jazz records. So like, if I can't listen to it from start to finish, then like, I, yeah, what's the point to me? Honestly, like, if I have to be in like the mood and make the decision, like today I am listening to jazz, and then I just put on his records like front to back, because I feel like they each kind of have their own thing, and they all have like a different story kind of mm-hmm. that they tell through instrumentation and everything. So definitely good album. 
Then we have Manchester Orchestra, A Black Mile to the Surface. Very good album. Now, the thing about Manchester Orchestra is they're not unknown. No. Like, people know Manchester Orchestra, but I think the reason it's on underrated is because I feel like this album didn't get the appreciation no. I think it should have gotten. It just kind of came out. Yeah. I think, yeah, that that's exactly what I was going to say. It was like, oh, Manchester Orchestra has a new album out tomorrow. Oh. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was also, I think Cope is a hard act to follow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that um, that could also play into why it's super underrated. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. It, that's another one that you have to really listen to kind of front to back yeah. to yeah. understand it and, like, absorb it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's interesting because it has some of the same kind of themes and subject matter as A Crow Looked at Me from Mount Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this one, I feel like it's done in a way that is less, I don't want to say heavy-handed, but, like, it's just, it's more kind of palatable, mm-hmm. I think, is, is the best way to put it. And and I liked it start to finish, basically. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Brockhampton, Saturation 2. Yo. Another great album, start <laughs> to finish. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, people do know Brockhampton, but I feel like they're not... They're not as critically, like, I think, acclaimed. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, if the industry was looking more at their rap than Migos, um, yeah. I think maybe hip-hop would be in a better kind mm-hmm. of zone at the moment and and radio radio would sound a lot different if people Mm -hmm. were making more music like brockhampton was and tyler the creator is exactly um but i mean that's not what what everyone always wants to listen to so like i hadn't heard of brockhampton until this semester and i think that's super sad because saturation 2 is their third album and Mm -hmm. uh, like i spent all these years not knowing their first album's really really good yeah so, and they have a new album coming out, like we discussed in earlier summer, in the yeah. podcast, so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. But, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, Japanese oh Breakfast. Oh my goodness. So, I've always liked Japanese Breakfast being um, a Philly local band. Um, like, I've I've seen them, you know, just around. Like, not even at a show, just like, oh look, there's every member of Japanese Breakfast. <laughs> oh, um, that's cute, they hang out together. Yeah, so, like... I, I feel like kind of a personal connection to it because it's their first like really like acclaimed album that's come out. Mm-hmm. But still, even though it is being so highly rated and included on end of the year list, I feel like not enough people have listened to it, just like everything else here. Like it's just kind of been overlooked. But there's a lot on this album. Like the first half just all the way through is is a really strong set of songs from storytelling to the instrumentals to everything like it just works really, really well. Um, specifically Diving Woman, when that came out, we mm-hmm. played it on, on Subverse. Subverse. Yeah, it's just, it's very good, and I loved it. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything from Japanese Breakfast until Subverse, mm-hmm. and when you started putting them on our um, WF- WFSC Subverse playlist, and, like, you know, I'd go through it, and I, I definitely agree that I think, you know, they need to be more well-known because they're a good band. And speaking of good bands, Slow Dive. Yeah, so... <laughs> Obviously, people know who Slow Dive, what Slow Dive is as a band. It's just this is their first album in 25 years, and it didn't get a lot of. And that's a big press. deal. Like yeah. a 25 year hiatus. It's longer it's, than we've been alive. Exactly. It's just as long as the Detroit Red Wings playoff streak. I think it's because, you know, exactly. a, lot, a lot of these older bands come out with new albums, um, and. Everyone thinks that they're just past their prime, so they're right. like, oh, God, that's right. probably trash now, yeah. so they don't bother to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's true, like in the case of Double Duchess, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, so, most underrated release, Dakota, 
Are we doing it at the same time? We yeah. all have to say it at the same time. Okay. So uh, are, on, if, as long as you have yours, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Ready? You guys are going to pick mine. One, two, three. Slow Man, dive. Face your fear. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're split. <laughs> we have a three-way tie. How do we do a tiebreaker? Um, do we flip a three-sided coin? Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> um, we roll a dice, and if it's a one or two, it's one of them. If it's a three or four, it's another one. And if it's five or six, it's a, it's a third option. Okay, so where do you want me to get a dice? A dice I don't know. I'll find the dice rolling aspect of my Dungeons and Dragons app, and there we there's go. Probably, there's got to be some kind of some kind of. Dakota, dice. we have you on here to be the tiebreaker. I. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh wait, that actually makes sense. So should I just pick one of yours? Oh well, I, I mean, I guess we could do it that way. But okay, what did you say, Britton? Wait, I'm gonna roll a six-sided die. Okay. This will decide. Okay, so one one to two will be Dakota. Three to four will be Natalie. Five to six will be me. Are you ready? Yep. I'm rolling. Everyone see it. Everyone see it. Three. So that's Who's you? that? That's you. All right. Congratulations, Curtis Harding. Face your fears, Most everybody. Most underrated release of 2017. Nice. Congratulations, Curtis. Congrats. Congrats. Best lyrics, we only have two, um, because this one was very easy for, for me, I think. Yeah. Um, There's, yeah. It's no it's no contest. <laughs> it, we're all talking about SZA, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I mean, I'm a really big fan of Migos, Bad and Bougie. Okay, so we picked two <laughs> songs. Um, I don't know why we just picked two. Probably because we didn't feel like looking Taylor up Swift other lyrics. Taylor Swift isn't too many other categories. <laughs> if, you, if you want to add something by King Cruel um, or... No, actually, I wouldn't want to add something from King, <laughs> King Cruel. King Cruel, quote. Biscuit Town. Biscuit Town. Um, Doves, Doves in the Wind is the best written yes. song I've ever heard in my life. Yes. It's, it's There's so much there. Mm-hmm. There's so much to unpack. And at first you're like, oh my god, this is really dirty. But then you like listen to it and it's you like, understand it and you're like... This means something. Yes, and it's very <laughs> empowering. Vigo's bad and bougie though. Cooking up Cooked dope in, the in crack a crock pot, pot pot. pot. It's fun. I wouldn't say any of those lyrics Cooking are Cooking up notable. dope a little Uzi. That doesn't relate to you? No. <laughs> My girl is a thought, 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 though. That one does relate to me. I think more of, I think more of the reason why it's in the category is it's because it's a song everybody loves to sing. Sure. And I would also, um, just as a third nomination right here, just so we don't have two, I would put Kesha's Praying on here. I think yeah. just lyrically that's a very strong song. I agree. Um, it tells a whole story. It's it's her journey, kind of, in, in written form. Um, not to mention every single person who ever heard it ever bawled, bawled their, their eyes, eyes out. out. Absolutely. And if you say that you didn't, you're lying, and we yeah. all know. In- yeah. Oh, and then drag queen Sasha Valore performed it, and, like, it... The, oh, my goodness. Okay, so the video is very important, and I know none of you probably saw it, no. but... Um, so she came on with the this big outfit that she wore for the um, finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season nine, um, which is like big and like spiky and like black. And then behind her projected was like all these like colors and stuff. And in front of her was a bunch of air cannons with different colored confetti. And then as soon as it goes to the part where she hits that ridiculously high note, it just like all the lights go off and confetti just everywhere and. Oh, there's a, it's a lot. It seems like an inappropriate song for confetti. <laughs> no. Okay. I think it's a very empowering song. I'll have song. to look it up later. But when I saw Kesha perform that song at a high school, nonetheless, in Lakewood, <laughs> Lakewood Ohio, um, she started crying during mm-hmm. the song. So naturally, I Everybody started, started crying during the song. Yeah. And um, then she came back and did 
did her encore, which I don't remember what it was now. It was something upbeat. TikTok. No. Blow. On the clock. No. Um, I don't remember. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up later, but it was very powerful and very, like, I don't know. It just kind of makes you appreciate things a little more, mm. you know? Mm. All right. So on the count of three. One, two, three. Doves, Doves in, the in the wind. wind. Yeah. SZA. I'm glad we all agree on that. Yeah. That's yep. perfect. Congratulations, SZA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Oh, this one I have lots of All right, we're almost about. there. We're almost done. This so is, gonna, this is probably the, the longest ones. podcast I think we've done for or even forever. Yeah, so. Yeah. so that we're on to the moment you've all been waiting for. Worst and best worst records. Worst and of best the year. records. Um, worst records of the year. Low in high school, Morrissey. Memories do not open. The chain smokers. Double Duchess, Fergie. Weezer, Pacific Daydream. Thoughts, feelings go. Well, my glasses just came off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know you're ready. You're ready to go in. All right, listen. The Chainsmokers, at least, are kind of catchy sometimes. Mm. I don't understand something just like this. I truly do not understand that song. I don't understand why Coldplay downgraded themselves. Uh, They've been doing it gradually over the past probably, like, six years. You know what? Ever since he left Gwyneth Paltrow, or Gwyneth Paltrow left him, Chris Martin... Um, Morrissey, I haven't listened to because don't, I don't have that. heard that Please it's terrible that. and Please I don't want to do that to myself. Don't subject yourself to that. <laughs> Fergie's Double Duchess and Weezer's Pacific Daydream. I reviewed both of them. Yes, you did. I believe they both had the same rating. I believe they both had the same rating. Mm-hmm. And they both tell stories in their own way. <laughs> um, on on Pacific Daydream, it's like just a bunch of. It's like random story. It just feels together. like it's just like a bunch of random shit that Rivers wrote down in like his notebook when he was in <laughs> high school, and then just made songs about them now, thirty years later. I believe I I said it was middle class songs for middle class white guys. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly that's what it. it is. Um, Fergie was at least kind of trying to re not even reinvent herself, just like continue with herself that she had invented <laughs> exactly and i mean she just went through her breakup with josh mm-hmm. uemel and so there's a lot of emotion and a lot of raw power on that album yeah especially but... on milf money <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad i was expecting a bop like fergalicious yeah. london bridge clumsy something mm-hmm. and all we got was milf money and like just gross let me see a milf shake the only one that was good on there was what's it called? L.A. Love. Yeah. Yeah, and that's which because... was a song she released like literally a year before the album came yeah. out. So... so, I, I have a lot of feelings on this. I just, I said. Well, I kind said. of on the same vein, Morrissey's "Low in High School" is him trying to write music that is both affecting and modern sounding, and then him over singing and trying to sing, like in a way that's different than what he's very clearly used to singing. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't sound like a Morrissey album. And so, like, you listen to the words and you're like, okay, I guess that sounds like something that he would write. But it just, it sounds bad. And, like, sometimes it borders, like, country, and it's just, like... Oh, my God. It's real rough. Um, He's just all over the place. No, it is all over the place. And I wanted to at least understand like try and figure out why what happened to make this album the way that it was but i nothing really produces any good results for that so 
He's just making more he's just music go- because he's Morrissey. That's it. Yeah. Not because well, he yeah. has anything to say. Not and because he has anything. <laughs> That's the most accurate well, no, the whole thing, thing I think he's, I've heard. He's, yeah. he's criticizing, like, capitalism and the rich while he's making millions of dollars on Smith's re-releases every day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and what tour, do you mean? And tour sales on tours that he cancels yeah. literally hours before shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel like... I don't have any words, honestly, and like in terms no, that's really good there's, for an there's, audio I have, I have, discussion. I have no, I have no word, I have no like opinions on it. Like I don't, I listened to, I started to listen to the album, I didn't finish it, um, and I was just like, I don't like this, and I stopped listening to it. So like, <laughs> sometimes you know, sometimes you just got to do what's best for you yeah. and just stop listening to things. So I don't really don't have like. much to say about it because I couldn't even listen yeah. to the whole thing. All right. And then in terms of the chain smokers, I. There's nothing really There's to no say. There's no substance there. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's nothing to say. I Why are they them, popular? I couldn't pick them out of a lineup if I tried. I saw this tweet that was like, any two, any two white guys, white guys yeah. could tell me they're the no. Chainsmokers okay. and I would believe them. Super embarrassing, but I went to a Chainsmokers concert earlier this year and every single boy was dressed the same. It was like Sperry's, Bermuda shorts, mm-hmm. button, mm-hmm. button down shirt. Mm-hmm. And one button undone. One button undone. Every single person I was going, my friend Amanda and I were going, is that the Chainsmokers? Oh my God, are they <laughs> the Chainsmokers? You literally could just pick out any two white dudes. Yeah. All right, so. So with these with these things in mind, do we have our decisions? I'm going to go with, I'm t- torn between the Chainsmokers and Weezer. Okay. Torn between Fergie and Weezer. Well, we have to all say it at the same time. All right. Okay. Make your minds up. Wait, hang on one second. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Double Duchess. Pacific Daydream. All right. Congratulations, Weezer. I'm sorry. Congratulations. I just... Double Duchess, at least, like, she kind of... No, see, the thing is, is I can't, in good conscience, pick... Weezer as the worst album in this lineup. Like, I don't think Weezer is the worst album out of these four, but at the same time, I don't think it's a good album. Like, I think it's bad. It's definitely bad, and it's probably the worst Weezer album. But compared to Memories Do Not Open or Low in High School, it that that was my confliction. I was really conflicted between choosing the Chainsmokers because I think the Chainsmokers is just because like, they're so horrible. It's not. It, there's no <laughs> substance there. Yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing there. Yeah. So that's why I was. It's just about. yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll, I will. I'll. I'll be quiet and I'll go with Weezer's Pacific Daydream just to make certain people angry. <laughs> Wink. But at the same time, <laughs> like <clears throat> Chris. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know I don't feel good about this one. There's like a, there's like just a there's knot uneasy, in my stomach. Yeah, there's an uneasy. I have, I have an uneasy feeling too. Do we want? Are we sure? <laughs> are we sure about Pacific Daydream Weezer? I'm sticking with Pacific Daydream. Are are we sad? What are, are you, you doing? I mean, I I'll eventually get over it. I just feel like anxious. Like River's gonna bust through you know the door what? or something. Or we're gonna get put on. the I'll list. switch mine to the Chainsmokers. Let me, let me look at the track list. I'll switch mine to the Chainsmokers. Okay. Okay, so then... But then it's a three-way. Then it's still... Then, I mean, I can easily switch mine to the Chainsmokers. <laughs> do not... Hang on. Let me... Let me remind me. Oh, I, like, break up every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They had a song with Florida Georgia. Yeah, they do. 
that automatically makes them. I didn't know they had a song with Florida Georgia Line. I'm definitely switching mine to the Chainsmokers. We can have a tie. It can be split between Chainsmokers. Like, this is a big category, so it can be split between Chainsmokers and Weezer. They can share it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. congratulations to the Chainsmokers and congratulations for Weezer for producing the worst records of 2017. Fergie, you were next after that. You were next. <laughs> we didn't forget about you. Forget. All right. So now, All right. Best records of the year. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Lana, Del Rey, Lust for Life, Lord, Melodrama, King Cruel, The Ooze, Tyler, The Creator, Flower Boy, SZA, Control. Tennis, yours conditionally, and LCD sound system, American Dream. Yeah, that's a that is a good. That's list. a list. <laughs> like that is a lot of very good music that came out this year. Um, like oh boy, oh oh boy. Do we just want to go in order? Because I don't even know where to start. No, me neither. Okay, um, so we're gonna start with, so we'll start with Lana, Lana Del Rey, yeah. Lust for Life. I I'm a little biased in my opinion because I she's my favorite singer mm-hmm. and I think I could love anything she put out. Right. Like, she could literally put, you know, 42 minutes of her just coughing into the microphone. I'd be like, yes, Lana. And you'd Lana. be like, thank so you. Artistic. Thank you for this so gift. inspirational. But I have to say that it's personally not my favorite album that she has created, mm-hmm. but I think it's a lot of other people's favorite album that I think, she's created. I think this is the one that I, like, legitimately, like, sat through and listened all the way through. And, like, I Ultraviolence has some good songs on it, but I couldn't get, I think, as into it as mm-hmm. I wanted to. This one, I listened to every song, and I liked pretty much everything. I, so. I liked it front to back, which I, I couldn't say that about Honeymoon. I didn't like Honeymoon right, front to back, right, and that right, was right. a little disappointing to me. So coming, she really came back from that, and I think... This is her most mature album that she's ever it released. Like it. Yeah. Um, she's really kind of gone away. I know I said in our little um, describe it in two, 280 characters or less for the paper how I said she went from being sad girl to self-aware. Mm-hmm. And I think that could not be more accurate as a way to describe it. She's still sad, but she's now that she's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. and she's also hopeful. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, most of the songs on it are, are somber yet hopeful. Yeah, and right. And it's so, warning about the dangers of being a summer bubber. Yeah. And you know, Don't she when she released babe. it, she's like, oh, this is going to be a sultry summer soundtrack. Like, I'm so excited for you guys to hear it's going to yeah. be a great sound for, sa- soundtrack for summer. I think it's a soundtrack for all seasons. I don't I don't think it's just a, <laughs> a summer. soundtrack a, for all It's seasons. the whole year! Lana Del Rey, Lust for Life. All right. Great album. Um, Lord Melodrama, this came out and I was immediately just singing its praises i think within hours like i listened to it maybe three times at work the day it came I out i listened to it for like days on repeat and i refused yeah. to listen to anything else no absolutely yeah and then i, I bought it on cd and then i played it everywhere and mm-hmm. i forced other people to listen to it and i'm like look this is the best pop album to come out in decades yeah and it's like so good yeah and i think like i loved pure heroin too mm-hmm. like I loved the album. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, this it's one really is better. good. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, like I think the way you feel about Lana, like, it's mature, mm-hmm. it's well-written, it's mm-hmm. well-produced, it yeah. has literally everything. It's it's everything that was on Pure Heroin, just kind of more candid, I think, because she's not afraid mm-hmm. to, I think, express the feelings that she was trying to express in Pure Heroin. Like, she's just definitely went for it, and it worked. I, and I have only ever really liked Lord's singles, like the stuff that was popular on the mm-hmm. radio a few years ago, and then Melodrama came out and completely changed my view. I think um, 
I like your guys' points about how she's more mature, and I think, like, pure heroine was Lord, and this is Ella. Like, this Ooh. is very... I, I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> but this... Honestly, there's not a single track on there that is not a jam. And it's also not, like, personal. And, yeah. like, really, like, actually, like, effort put was put into this song. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of songs that are, like, ambiguous enough that you could relate them to a multitude of situations right. without getting into, like, very, very specific. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. I felt like I could really re- resonate with, ev- like, every single song. I resonated yeah. with, each, with each song. Like, I, I just loved the whole thing front to back. And I, I don't know. I asked myself <laughs> multiple times, am I Lord? So, <laughs> yeah, no. Very good. Um, King Cruel Views is, I think, oh, the most... So good. Like, it, 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 it... This album affected me on, like, a level that I don't think much, much things do. Mm-hmm. Most things do, yeah. <clears throat> like, it's... I listened to it just start to finish and could not keep listening to it start to finish every single time I listen to it. I can't just listen to a song from it. Like it, You have to go through I, and listen I, to it. I hear bunch. Dumb yeah. Surfer or Biscuit Town. I'm like, okay, well, time to listen to all of it. And <laughs> that's how it's been since it came out. And, like, it's just, it so perfectly captures, like, this mood. It's, like, just very kind of, like, dreary and aware of how dreary and, like, detached from reality it sounds Mm -hmm. and it capitalizes on that and then pushes itself further to a point where it's not even remotely relatable but you want it to be (laughs) i think for me it came out at like a perfect time for me because i was really getting into that sort of i don't know how to describe it dark yeah it's dark it's jazzy jazzy like like literally yes Yes. exactly kind of music and then boom the, the ooze came out and i was like i can't it's all right about now. the gunk. It's like, all about the gunk. <laughs> it's... Okay, I clearly was not as affected by this <laughs> album as you guys were, because I thought it was okay. Um, I had never listened to any of King Cruel's stuff before this came out, and I tried listening to the first song, which is, I believe, Biscuit Town. Yeah. And I was like, um, this is kind of weird, and then I turned yeah. it off. And then a few <laughs> days later, I was driving around in the rain, at night, and I was like, Perfect. okay, I get it. okay, <laughs> I get it now. Um, so see, it's not one of those ones that I listen to all the time. It's just kind of like a... Nah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot less kind of accessible, I think, than his first album, um, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, mm-hmm. which has a lot of really good songs on it that I think maybe you would appreciate more yeah, than... I'll have to check it out. the ooze, yeah. Um, like, Easy Easy is really, really good, and that's like his popular song. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tyler, the creator, Flower Boy, will refrain from saying the alternative title. <laughs> um, I loved this one as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it. I keep saying it, but there was a lot of really good music that came out. Yes, definitely. And I loved a lot of it. And it came out the same day as Lana's album, so mm-hmm. I like, and I kind of liked that. I don't know. I just remember it being a really good day for me because right. I switched between right, the two right. albums the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> I had a... Um, I listened to it and then I was at work and ordered the vinyl and the CD and like everything. I was like, I, I need more of this. And then you gave me the CD. Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> it's just like, it's, it, it's so good. It's 
again, as we've been saying, like it's a mature album for Tyler, mm-hmm. and like it's very different. It's than, different. Than everything he's done. It feels less kind of detached from this persona that he's made mm-hmm. for himself, and definitely more of like a kind of personal, like not necessarily personal, but it's very raw. It's raw. Yeah. It feels more like the way he was when he's like featured with the internet. Mm-hmm. I, f- I like, mm-hmm. you know, the palace. It's like a softer yeah. kind yeah. of mm-hmm. album than like Cherry Bomb. But. Scissor Control. Great debut <laughs> album. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been listening to like tracks that she's been featured in for mm-hmm. a really long time and her EP and everything. But like, it's just so well realized and start to finish has like stories it has emotions it has relatable things to it that like it it definitely feels like like if i was like someone who had heard this if like i was like a girl like growing up or something like i feel like this would be a really important album Mm -hmm. to listen to like one that would help you get through a lot of things yeah so and then tennis yours conditionally Mm -hmm. i feel like that was an album that was kind of overlooked yeah a little bit um, but nevertheless was a great one. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's why it made the list. Um, and then LCD Sound System, American Dream, which I think you are more yeah, well-versed no, on what that album entails. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, LCD Sound System broke up, essentially, um, several years ago, right before their final show at Madison Square Garden. Um, it sold out. There's a whole documentary on it called This Is Happening. It's really good. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Um <laughs> I didn't think they would ever actually get back together or anything. Um, they released two years ago a single on Christmas that was, you know, that was good. That was like, wow, cool, amazing. Um, and then Tonight and American Dream and Call the Police came out. I'm like, it's like actually like this is a thing that's occurring. It's like they're back. Yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> happening. And I was like freaking out for days when American Dream and Call the Police came out as singles because I just kept listening to them over and over again. And, like, I think American Dream is probably the best written album from LCD Sound System. It's not necessarily the most accessible, nor would it be the one that I would give people, like, to listen to without showing them other things from the band first. Mm -hmm. But it captures a mood and, like, a kind of way of being, I think, and, like, a thought process. Like, they... James Murphy feels like he's past his prime, and that kind of cynicism makes its way into the songwriting, but to a point where it's not kind of, like, defeatist or depreciating. It's, like, kind of capturing the fact that, like, I shouldn't still be doing this, but it's working, so. Great. So, in terms of what we choose to be the best record of the year, the highest that you could possibly be, I'm torn. Right. I think I that's the, na- the nature of this. <laughs> um, this is just such a good list, and I love everything that is on this list. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is a little hard for me to choose, but I think I have one in mind. I can't believe you guys didn't put Kendrick on here. Well, see, that's the. We had the conversation we right did before. Have the conversation about it. Like, yeah. we did this actually, because I think, like, I think Damn's a really good album, mm-hmm. obviously, but. I don't think it's the best thing that came out this year, nor do I think it's like the best Kendrick album. I don't know. It I I don't. I mean, would you pick "Damn" as, as your favorite album? I would. Year? All right, okay. we're adding it to the list because well, no, we don't have to add it to the list because I have something else off the list now. Right. 
Okay. But I mean, what is it about Damn that you would put as? I just like the narrative behind it. Right. Like front to back, back to front, the whole thing is brilliant. You get two two different albums, like from this like good to bad perspective, bad mm-hmm. to good, um, evil to good narrative that right. just is so brilliant i guess mm-hmm. and i don't know duckworth is probably my favorite song off that album no me too 100 percent because Absolutely. it like just tells his whole life story and i i was telling natalie we were originally going to pick best lyrics of the year last week that my favorite lyrics off that entire album are because if anthony killed ducky then top dog would be serving life mm-hmm. while i grew up without a father and died in a gunfight like yeah. boom that's just i don't know it's just amazing to me yeah sorry no, I I, I, no, I agree. Like, I think the whole, like, well, first of all, like, when he was at Coachella, he, the way he performed, like, he did this whole storyline in his performance mm-hmm. where he really kind of went through that album specifically. But, like, you know, he played his stuff from, you know, To Pimple Butterfly. And he played, you know, all his hits and everything that I kind of wanted him to play. Yeah. But the, the, he, the story he had with, um damn was like really well done Mm -hmm. and he almost acted it out like he didn't Mm -hmm. just perform he had like this whole thing set up this video series that he like showed before he came on stage it was really cool Mm -hmm. so i just think it's very well done yeah Yeah. i mean if i could pick an honorable mention it probably would be that's fair damn i think i think i think it's fair to include damn on the list Mm -hmm. i do think that's a fair thing Mm -hmm. all right are we are we going through I'm still not going to pick Damn because I, I was really set on my first one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are we going to do this on the count of three? Yep. All right. One, two, three. Melo the drama. Ooze, King Cruel. American yeah. Dream. <laughs> wow. We are split. And I was going to pick Melodrama, but I decided to go with the Ooze. So am I the tiebreaker now, or are we doing the roll the dice thing again? Um. No, I think... I think ultimately, like, just as an album goes, I think Lord it probably wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Congratulations, Lord. We're so proud of we you. We love you. <laughs> Lord just won everything. She Your just award won it all. will be sent to you via mail. <laughs> Your avocado will be Your sent to you. Your avocado will be. Within two weeks. Arriving shortly, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that was it. That was the, were you even listening awards 2017? Thank you for listening. Oh, right. Best playlist. There's Um, one category that's very vital. Um, (laughs) this is, this is kind of a long running kind of rivalry, I guess, that we're having because whenever I make a playlist, Natalie just suddenly gets the inspiration to make one that's very similar on her own No, that's not true Mm. at all. No, I feel like we should just not talk about these and automatically vote and see what happens. Okay. So not describe them at all, just by name alone or mm-hmm. Okay. And then we could talk about we could talk about sure. which one won after. Um there's a very Britain Rizal Halloween. There's He's So Funky, Summer Nihilism, Blacklist, that dirty two thousands era hipster playlist you don't want people to know about, and Christmas music for people who don't like Christmas music. First off, I just want to say I like every single one of these playlists. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, we're all good. Are you ready? Do you know which one you want? As the best playlist? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. if we count down, are you going to be good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britain? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One, two, three. He's Christmas so Christmas music Very Britain for Rizal people who don't Halloween. like Christmas music. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, okay, so He's So Funky is Natalie's 80s playlist that is similar to my 80s playlist. Christmas music for people who don't like Christmas music is... Christmas music for people who don't like Christmas music is a companion playlist for A Very Burton Result Christmas. I think. I actually really do like Christmas music for people who don't like Christmas yeah, music. Yeah, the, the, I think that's probably one of my favorite playlists I've made. Mm-hmm. At least, maybe it's because it's the most recent one, so it's the one that comes to mind. Um, but, like, I just like it because it's, like, it's songs that remind me of the holidays that actually have nothing to do with Christmas. Right. Like, that's what I like about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the Dirty 2000s era hipster playlist for You Don't Want People to Know About is, like, a kind of a, an encapsulation of everything I listened to from like seventh to twelfth grade with my friend group. So like, it just it kind of just means a lot, I guess, because of the songs that are on it and mm-hmm. memories associated with it and everything. Um, summer nihilism is just like emo and punk and great, just kind of like you get ready to punch things songs. That one's good too. I, I mean, like I'd like all of them, obviously. And then blacklist is just basically it's. You could call it, like, a Halloween playlist, right. even though it's not really a Halloween playlist. It has that kind of vibe to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. The spooky vibe. Dark. Yeah, dark. Yeah. Torture. Twisted. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, a very important result, Halloween was originally crafted for a Halloween party and then immediately got skipped over after, like, four songs, yeah. which was great and it was really, rude, really hurt me. I was but excited to It's okay, because I only spent, like, four hours working it, on it and making sure all the songs flowed perfectly and were good. Yeah, I'm no, really fine. not upset about it at all still, Mike. Doesn't sound but, like it. <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough. Like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I love that playlist. I love all these playlists. If you guys want to look at any of other, our other playlists, there's many of them. You can find us on Spotify. Yep. That's it. I have nothing else to talk about. Thank you for joining us for the uh, Were You Even Listening Awards 2017, as well as tune in for some news in the music world that you probably could have found elsewhere but you know what you found it with us and i really appreciate that and thanks for listening thanks you for dakota for joining us for this thank you for rollicking good time it was great um, make sure you listen to our thursday nights yeah. on the radio wfsc finding emo from 7 to 8 p.m absolutely this week is emo christmas music right and on subverse this week we have holiday music that will not make you feel good about yourself no. so get excited <laughs> so for get that. ready santa's um, coming for us santa's coming for <laughs> us um yeah so if you liked what you heard check out the rest of our podcast on the edinburgh podcast network thank you for listening bye